Let's stand in honor of the word of God to just jump right into the word. I'll be looking at Revelation 12, verse 7 through 12. And it begins, and there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon. The dragon and his angels waged war, and they were not strong enough, and there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, he who accuses them before our God day and night. And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. For this reason, rejoice, O heavens, in you who dwell in them. Woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time. Father, thank you so much for your presence, for what's in your heart, because what's in your heart changes our heart, it changes anything and everything that we could ever face. And I pray for the Holy Spirit to be at work in this body in this body. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. But more than that, you're the host. You welcomed us tonight. And so I ask for mercy to be released over the body. Healing mercies to be released over the body tonight. If you have a left shoulder issue, can you just raise your hands? I want to pray for you if it left shoulder. Um, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, let healing mercies be released now. Power from the blood to free your people, to release your people into healing. Stomach issues, gut issues, digestive issues, anybody at all, anybody. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I ask for the release of healing mercies. I pray power from the blood would set your people free from the issues and concerns in their digestive gut issues. Father, I'm asking for the release of your power tonight over your people. Issues in your feet? Anyone um, have issues in your feet? Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for healing to flow in the body of your beloved, would you out of your mercy release healing, miracle power in the name of Jesus, ringing in the ear. Father, we pray that you would eliminate it tonight. Release power in Jesus' name. We trust you. Your heart of compassion overflows, saturate us tonight so that we can see you, we can hear you, we can experience you and have the freedom that only you can give so that from us you would receive the worship that only we can give. We love you. Open our hearts to your word in Jesus' name. Amen.
You may be seated. Um, I want to ask you a quick question. How many of you have ever heard of the term word on the street? Anybody ever heard that word on the street? Okay, great. And, and we know that means that people feel the right or the obligation to offer their opinion about any and everything. And they may even be so bold as to start a rumor. So you got people offering their politics, they're offering their comments and, and, and their opinions and rumors uh, about uh, uh, gender, identity, war, poverty, you name it. There's an array of subjects. And I even believe that as we sit here somewhere in the world, there's a word on the street about the church. There's a word on the street about so many different things that are taking place in the church, the various subjects that do uh, uh, offer great controversy and rumors. And in particular, I want to focus on something that it's, it's discussed here and there, and that is spiritual warfare. And the word on the street about spiritual warfare is it ain't that serious. It ain't that serious. It's, it's, just, it's just not that serious. Now, that might be on the, the word on the street, and, and I do believe a lot of people believe that way. They think that way. I don't want to get, you know, too spooky and hocus pocus and, you know, devil behind every bush. You know, there's probably thousands behind every bush, but that's another subject. And so it's, it's the idea of I don't take this too serious. Well, I know at least two people today that believe in spiritual warfare. Denzel Washington and Will Smith. You might say, well, hang on a second now. I thought last Sunday at the Oscars was about Will Smith and Chris Rock. Yeah, it was. But Denzel Washington was the only one who actually recognized what was going on in the room. Most everybody's discussing what happened and not why it happened. And why it happened wasn't just that Chris Rock was provocative in, 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 a, in, a, in a seemingly personal way. I don't think that was just the only thing that was going on. I think there was so much more going on. And if you want to know what was going on, just listen to Will Smith's speech. He told us why it happened. And I quote, in an exchange that he had with fellow uh, nominee Denzel Washington after the slap. This is what Will says. Denzel said a few minutes ago at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Not only did Will Smith say that, but he said it as if he agreed with it. And the strangest thing happened after that. Everybody applauded. I still don't understand that. I have no commentary on that. But what made it even more convincing that it was spiritual warfare is what his mom said. As a reply to all that has happened, the chaos, his mom said he's a very even people person. Carolyn Smith said, reacting to Will Smith's Oscar, that's the first time I've ever seen him go off. The first time in his lifetime, I've never seen him do that. The whole world saw the seriousness of what happened, but you don't hear a lot of conversations about why it happened. And in particular, I have heard very few conversations about spiritual warfare. Here was a man that was supposed to have his most special moment 
and one that would be recorded as one of the most unique moments, most special moments in Oscar history, winning the first Best Actor Award in his career, going from a moment that was supposed to be priceless to a moment that became chaotic and confusing. And you look at the legendary status that Will has. This was supposed to be the highest achievement and became what appeared to be the lowest point of his career. And we see all the consequences thereafter. It's hard to take when the church is having the same arguments as the world. Copying all of the assessments of it, it Will should have did this and, you know, Chris should have shouldn't have did that. Come on, family. We have a whole lot more insight to actually offer the world, not just eyesight. Eyesight tells you what I see. Insight tells you why I'm looking at that. You realize what this represents? We are Will Smith and Chris Rock. Every day you wake up to go to work. Every day you wake up to face temptation. Every day you wake up to deal with relationships. Every day you wake up dealing with fear, dealing with disappointment, dealing with anger. You're either getting slapped by the enemy, emotionally, mentally, physically, or if you get slapped too much and someone touches your offense and you get offended, you may not physically slap people, but you're going to slap people physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. You're either slapping somebody with your tongue or you're getting slapped by the enemy. If you don't take spiritual warfare serious. It's so serious with Denzel Washington, and I ain't his pastor, so I'm not co-signing on any level of faith that he has. I just know the man spoke the truth. The man told the truth. And what he said a few days after the whole incident, this was just a few days ago in an interview. And you know what's funny? Is that the news outlets called what he said bizarre. Isn't that interesting? I'm not hating on you if you're in the news. I'm just saying let your light stay on when you're in the news. They called his comments bizarre. Well, what was so bizarre? <laughs> this was bizarre to them. That Denzel said in public, for whatever reason, the devil got a hold of him that night. Why am I bringing this up? I need you to know something. I came to submit to you what I really think you should know. And you may even want to write this down. Spiritual warfare is the battle for supremacy in heaven. And it's the battle for the sinful heart of man on earth. You see, the goal of the enemy is to use your sinful heart and my sinful heart to take us out of this life. How many of you here tonight? You realize this? Five of you. The other was, we're coming, we're coming fast. If you don't take this serious, you're a candidate to be prayed for a predator. I'm just trying to awaken your understanding that spiritual warfare is real. And the enemy has a plan to take you out of this life. And if he can't take you out of this life, he actually wants to take life out of you. 
So what Denzel is basically saying is that the devil is always working behind the scenes. He's always working undercover for a very long time. He only wants to come out when he can actually make a scene of destruction in the scene realm. So he's, his, his goal is to never be seen. He doesn't want to just manifest in the scene because he's got to keep the word on the street that this ain't that serious. He's got to keep the word on the street that this is not that serious. Even in the church, they're not really talking about that. As long as it's not that serious, it's a setup. A setup for what? I'm glad you asked. It's a setup for how he begins to feed on your flesh. And operate in covert actions. And what he's doing is if he can't take you out immediately, he'll just wait for the most opportune time to destroy the most people. And what he does is wait for you to be married 25 years. Now you want to get a divorce. He wants to sing a lady in New York who's 30 something and she's accomplished, doing well, going to rendezvous with her friends down in the Caribbean just because they got money and they can do it and, and goes down there and, and kind of throws off a little bit of her Christian values just for a moment, just for a moment and meet this island guy who was fine. He was so fine. So they did what people do when they don't know Jesus is in the center of everything. <laughs> Came back to New York a couple weeks later, <clears throat> got this cough, can't get rid of this cough. Short time after that, end up going to the doctor. She got AIDS. Just one little quick rendezvous, harmless. Because now I'm feeling out of place. See, what you got to understand is that March 27th, 2022 will forever be the night that the devil made a scene at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, California. And the same scene he made there is a scene he wants to make in your life. He wants to make a scene in your relationships. He wants to make a scene in your finances. He wants to make a scene in your physical body. He wants to make a scene in your mind. He wants to make a scene in your emotions. He wants to make a scene on your job. He wants to make a scene at a restaurant. He don't care. He's just waiting for you to give him the perfect okay to do the most damage at the most opportune time. If it's not that serious. If it's not that serious, then I don't have to take him serious. The truth of the matter is, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to let the supremacy of Christ rule in your hearts from heaven so that you can live in freedom from the power of the devil on earth. Why is that important? Do you know every war has a history? And if you don't know the history of a war, you repeat the war over and over again with no expectation uh, except to just be in war, constant perpetual war. Well, why are we in this war? I don't know. 
We just know people are dying and people are starving in Ukraine and we're trying to get in aid and it's just complicated. But if you understood the root of a war, you understand how to fight it and you can know what to expect beyond the war. You can actually see into your future by looking at the past and understand, oh, this is why this war got started. Here's, here's the weapons we need and this is what it's going to look like in the future. Well, let me tell you, whatever battle you face yesterday, today, or tomorrow, guess what? The war didn't start with your situation. And that's what the devil wants you to think, that nobody else is going through what I'm going through, and somehow he done shut me down and muted me, but, but I, I, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know how to fight. Let me tell you something. Your situation might be new to you, but it ain't new. It's not new. Your situation, my situation's not new. But you got to understand that this war on earth, this war that you face in your marriage and finances, whatever it may be, started in heaven. It started in heaven. We read the scripture. It said it started in heaven. And here's what you got to understand, that the way it started in heaven is the way it's going in on earth. (laughs) I'm making myself happy right now. Let me tell you something. I I cheated and read the end of the book, and it says we win. We are overcomers. We are more than conquerors. I mean, just cheat sometime. If you need to encourage you, just go to the end of the book and say, how's this thing going to end? We live in the moment as if somehow we're just inundated with all this warfare. Can one more thing happen? I'm coming to the the end of myself. and I mean, we feel so broke down. But let me tell you something, family. It has a history and it has an end. So when we understand the history, then we won't have to walk around feeling like I'm the only one in warfare. I'm the only one feeling defeated. I'm the only one feeling deflated. I'm the only one that keep hearing his thoughts of kill yourself. We're not going to raise hands, but how many of you have heard that one? Kill yourself. Let me tell you what happened in that war. I already read it, but it's so good it bears repeating. Verse 8, and they were not strong enough. (laughs) They were not strong enough. And there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. Do you know what this means? First of all, the war after Satan couldn't stop the Israel from birthing Christ in the first part of Revelation 12. And some believe the church birthing the people of God. Whatever your belief is, that, that's between you and the Holy Spirit. But what we know that the enemy lost his chance to destroy the ruler and the seed. And so what happened was Michael and the arch, archangels. Michael, the archangel and his angels actually saw the enemy. And a lot of times as Christians, we live as if somehow we're on the run from the enemy. I mean, we just on the run. He just, he, he go again. I mean, he, he going to get us, y'all. He going to get us. No, no, no. When you read this properly, Michael and the archangel said, let's wrap up. Let's, let's strap up right now. Let's go take these jokers out because they don't belong in heaven. And so Michael attacked the dragon. The dragon didn't attack Michael. And when Michael attacked the dragon, it said the dragon wasn't strong enough. And I need you to see something. I need 
need you to see in verse 7 that there was never any mention of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's his lightweight. Take care of my lightweight. You, you, you take care of my lightweight. You never see the Trinity mentioned in this war because the devil is not God's equal. And I think we need to understand that. Who is the devil? Well, let me tell you. He's a lesser being. <laughs> he's a lesser being. Think about it. Think about it. The devil was created and so was Michael. Two lesser beings waged war. And the one who, was, who lost is the lesser of the lesser. How many of you have ever, ever failed at anything? Yeah, see, you got a lot of witnesses. For, for, so, for... For anybody that didn't raise your hand, you are in spiritual warfare, caught up in a lie. Okay? Nah, we ain't. Mm, nah. Come on, fam. Use a winner tonight. So here's what you got to understand. You failed at something and probably felt miserable. I mean, did you feel miserable? It's awful. But you felt better when you had a chance to go back and win. Now, what would you feel like if you lost and never had another chance to win? You would feel less than, not enough, don't know enough, ain't enough. Guess what? That is the devil's place in the earth. He lost his place. He failed. It said he lost his place. He is an eternal failure resident of the earth throwing a temper tantrum because he mad. He's just mad that he lost his place and he will never have a chance to get it back. It was permanent. It was permanent. He lost his place permanently. He's a failure. And I'm not releasing a railing accusation of the enemy. He'll chew me up and spit me out. I'm saying what the truth is. Not mocking him. It's the angelic host that defeats him. My words agree with what the word says. So he's, he, he, Satan was beautiful one day. When he was first created, y'all know the story. And what happened? Sin got in his heart. That's what he's after in you. Sin. He's after your sin. He don't want your money in your house and your cars. He'll take that if, he, if it'll help you sin. But he's after the sin in the heart because sin in his heart caused him to lose his place before the throne of heaven. And what happened to him? He wants to repeat with you and I. He wants to make sure we miss our place before the throne. That's all he really wants, guys. That's, that's all he really wants. Because, think about it. And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who was called the devil and Satan. Who does what? Deceives the whole world. 
How's he deceiving the world? Making you think he is more than he is. Making your situation so big that you got to magnify your offense, magnify how you was hurt, magnify all the things that went wrong. And so as long as he can magnify those, you can't magnify the Lord and exalt his name together. It's so much harder to magnify the Lord when the enemy is being magnified in your life. It, it says it. He was thrown down a serpent of old, the devil. He deceiving the whole world, thinking he is supreme. He is worthy. Look at the music industry. Come on, somebody. They think satanic worship is the thing to do. Do you know that's going to cost somebody? That's going to cost. The devil always want to give us what we want, but don't tell us how much it costs. He never tells us that part is that part. You understand that part? We're going to let that breathe. <laughs> then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of, of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down. He who accuses them before our God day and night. Here's what I need you to understand. That the only weapon the devil got now is accusing you and lying to you. Every sin you will ever commit, every sin I will ever commit starts with a lie first. Just trace it back right now. Do a little assessment in your head. That's not my sins. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. It proves out there like, like 100%. starts with a lie it starts with a lie that's his most powerful weapon not guns and bombs it's a lie somebody lied to Putin and he's living in a lie and destroying people based on a lie that's his weapon he's ruining destroying the world Based on a lie. But he can't lie to you if the lie isn't in you first. He can only lie to you based on the lies already in you. If you're insecure, He's going to keep telling you, you're not enough. You got to get healed before you can deal with that situation. So if you think about it, he's not enough. He never will have enough. He no longer knows enough because he got to lie. Everything's a lie. And he's dealing with his past every day you wake up. So how's he going to deal with you? You're not enough. You'll never be enough. You don't have enough. Does this register with anybody? And you don't know enough. And oh, by the way, do you remember your past? He's just repeating what happened to him because hurt people hurt people. And he's been hurt, fam. But he brought it on himself through pride. And when we guard the sin in our hearts, 
we guard a place for the enemy to have our hearts. We are protecting the enemy when we don't let Jesus have the enemy. I have to let him have the enemy to reign in his supremacy. Because if he's not supreme, he don't share, Darby. He don't share. You know he don't share. He's the Lord of all. Oh, he ain't Lord at all. You, you, you got you to look at this and say, hang on a second. The enemy cannot tempt me with something that's not already in me. He never tempted me to rob a bank. It ain't in me, fam. It's not in me. It's not. He's tempted me with pride and selfishness because that's in me sometimes. So I have to repent. This anger or lust or whatever. I have to, uh uh-uh. No, 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 no. You have legitimate authority over me when I don't repent of what's in me. He has a right to you. Snot, cry, lay on the ground, worship, do whatever you want. He said, when you get up, you still mine. You still mine. You know you mine. You have that time my old pastor play for me. What's wrong? You know, just everything. We're not going to get delivered from everything, but we can get delivered from some things. You need to start talking about some things and stop trying to be all vague and mysterious. I'll just everything. Just pray my, pray my strength in the Lord, pastor. (laughs) What you say? Is this making sense? I'm trying to help you understand. It is that serious. It is that serious. And if you, if you understand how he is only as powerful as the desire of my sinful heart, then you'll understand that the one I'm fighting with has already been defeated because I'm impressed by how three times in two verses you hear the words thrown down. What do you throw down? Trash. What do you throw down? Stuff you want to get rid of permanently. What do you want to throw down? Things that are useless to you. Things that you no longer want around you. And you know what heaven did? See, not only did the devil come down, salvation came down. The kingdom came down. The power of our God came down. The authority of his Christ came down. See, we focus a lot of times on the devil and don't realize what else came with him. And so I understand that even though he came down and he has wrath in his wings, there's something that came from heaven that clipped his wings in heaven and actually guess what when he show up in my life all I got to remember is Satan thrown down see you 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 understand who he is you know what this means great dragon it means unbelievable insight dragon means unbelievable insight The dragon, he's called the dragon because they can find their prey in any hiding place. You can run, but you can't hide. 
Oh, no, he see you on the Internet. He see you in your closet. He see you in the bathroom. He see you in front of the computer. He's, he's just lurking. That's why he's called a great dragon because he adds his mind, his motions, and his will. And so he wants to draw you in by your mind, your emotions, and your will to make sure you stay his prey because he's a predator. Guess what happened in heaven to him? He got crushed by the lesser being because Michael means one who is like God. And every time you do God's will, you have God's power to throw the enemy down. Serpent crushed in heaven, thrown down. Devil thrown down. Devil just means enemy. He ain't your friend. He might make you feel good, but he just use you. Deceiver crushed, thrown down, accuser, liar, slanderer, crushed, come on somebody, thrown down. He got slapped. He got slapped by Michael. I mean, he got slapped so hard, he got thrown down slap. That's a powerful slap. You, you try to take his head off. You slap somebody like that. But look at what it says. I got to hurry up. I got to stop. How are we going to finish this? It's your heart. It's your heart. And your heart is deceitful. So not only will he actually tempt you based on the condition of your heart, but he'll tempt you and expose some things you didn't even know was in your heart. Because the Bible says the heart is deceitful. It's wicked and it's sick. So if you're trying to guard your good heart, I got a good heart. You don't know me, dude. I got a good heart. I don't know you, but I know the Bible says the, a definite article, the heart. It didn't have your name, but it got your heart in there. And the Bible did say in 1 John, you know, he said, he that sins is of the devil. Because the devil sins from the beginning. And for this purpose, the son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. We want him to destroy the works of the devil in Ukraine, but not the devil in us. He's not going to destroy the devil in Ukraine unless he can get to the devil in the church. And that devil of sin wants to be guarded and caught coddled and and pacified and oh it's gonna be all right no it ain't gonna be all right until you get delivered from sin and let the holy spirit sanctify you through the word and power and the body build you up as you should be not what you want to be i got a friend who Years ago, um, he used to speak at our chapel services and phenomenal man. I mean, just brilliant consultant to Fortune 500 companies, told a story. He was growing up in the 50s and 60s. And someone in his school called him the N-word. And he proceeded to lay hands. (laughs) And it wasn't praying hands. It was praying hands. And he broke my man off. Beat down galore. Gets home. Dad gets home. What happened? There's a counselor called. What happened? 
kid called me an N-word. What'd you do? I beat him down. Dad took off his belt and proceeds to unleash on his son. I mean, some of y'all grew up getting spankings. Timeouts. We grew up getting killings. There's, there's timeout, there's spankings, there's whoopings, and then there's killings. Time out for time out. Mm-mm, we didn't grow up like that. His dad began to unleash a killing. And my friend was just bewildered, crying, well, why are you beating me? What, what did I do? He said, two reasons. Number one, you were fighting. And number two, you believe what he said about you. Beating you because what people believe about you is their problem. I'm not going to let a son of mine believe who he is not because it came out of the mouth of someone that doesn't know you. You know what would happen if the church believed who we were supposed to be in Christ, a new creation, a renewed creation, more than conquerors, these who are never lost, never wandering. Imagine what would happen to us. How do we respond to spiritual warfare? There's way too much to talk about. But we know they overcame them by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And so what happened to me in college is that the sin that gripped me lost its power over me when the blood delivered me. So there is no deliverance without the blood because life is in the blood. And what you got to understand is that the blood is not offered to the casual. The blood is offered to those who are convicted. I'm not just looking to get through a few things so I can feel better. I need deliverance. I need this thing to break over me and to release me from the power of the enemy. And so when you understand what what blood does to your physical body, blood takes oxygen and takes it everywhere in your physical body. And it also takes carbon, uh, carbon dioxide and, and waste, and it drives it through the liver and, and the uh, uh, digestive system, the lungs, and it excretes it. It takes hormones throughout your body. It actually takes toxins out. And see, the blood of Jesus, when you come to him with your sin-sick heart, he'll take all the lust out. He'll take all the fear out. He'll take all of the things that the enemy is trying to use to destroy your life and keep you dead spiritually. It's the blood that'll bring oxygen from the cross and through the grave. New life will come to you because he will cleanse you. He'll cleanse you. When when the word of God is on the scene, the devil can't make a scene. When the spirit of the Lord is on the scene in your life, the devil can't make a scene. When you're connected to the body of Christ and that's the scene of your life, the devil can't make a scene. You see, we fight according to our nature. You can either fight with a fist, which is the flesh. This is the picture of the flesh because the flesh never wants to give up anything. The flesh always holds on. 
You will only fight according to your nature. This is the flesh. This is the spirit. With the Holy Spirit, he can take stuff out and he can put stuff in. So if you walk around with your spirit open, you can be corrected and you know how to correct. And you ain't going to get offended because everything's not a fight. Submit to God and resist the devil. Stop trying to resist the devil without submitting to God first.